Welcome to The Truth Must Be Told. I hope that you have been enjoying this podcast. We have covered many subjects, and, you know, we're going to continue to do that. The response has been excellent, and I will continue to bring you quality podcasts from which you can learn and perhaps give you some hope in this uncertain world. If you have missed any episodes, you can go to thetruthmustbetold.org and you will find a link for anchor.fm, which will allow you to listen to previous podcasts absolutely free. It's free to visit the site and free to listen. And while you're there, consider hitting that support button and help this ministry to continue to grow around the world. Thank you for your support and for joining me here on The Truth Must Be Told. Well, hello, hello, hello. Happy Thursday to y'all. Do you like the Chronicles of Narnia? Or are you just familiar with the movies? Hey, we're going to talk about Narnia today on The Truth Must Be Told. So stand by. He's just ignorant. He doesn't know any better than to tell the truth. It's the truth. I just want to report the truth. It'd be a nice change of pace. Okay? When in doubt, tell the truth. Edward, I tried to tell the truth, and it kicked me off the air. You can't handle the truth! And now, speaking the truth, even though it hurts, here's the host of The Truth Must Be Told, Sal Passos. Yes, yes. Hello, hello, hello. And again, happy Tuesday. Uh, Thursday, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, you know, before we get in today's show, I want to apologize about Tuesday. I was originally going to uh, broadcast this on Tuesday, but I'm still fighting some pain and some illness here and uh, some funny things going on. And I medication that the doctors are giving me, of course, makes me sicker. And so they got to give me a pill to ward off that sickness. And, you know, hopefully, you know, God willing and the Creek don't rise. We'll get through this in a few days. Um, I only have a few more days of this medication, and it's uh, it tends to be a little annoying. Uh, welcome to uh, my Facebook uh, Facebook fans out there that are watching. I've got uh, some viewers in. Glad that you're uh, tuning in to the podcast. And today we will be discussing um, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia and some of the things about C.S. Lewis, which uh, this guy is one of my favorite authors in spite of what some people say. Uh, so, oh, also, uh, if you could pray for me and also pray for Lori. Uh, Lori has been suffering with some uh, headaches over the last few days, and, you know, this is on top of her regular pain. So prayers for both of us would be greatly appreciated. Also, I'd just like to get into some quick housekeeping things before we get started. Uh, continue to pray for this ministry that it grows and goes farther and touches more people. It has been a difficult road to hoe over the last uh, last few months, uh, still, and this is why I ask on the second one here, that uh, number two is that to thank for those who those of you who do listen, and please prayerfully consider supporting us here. Uh, it is it has been uh, it's tough. I've got to maintain the website, which is getting thousands of hits, and it's uh, this 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 to me is very very important, and I want uh, people to be able to continue to get the website. So that would be great. Also, if you would be willing to help me with the pod uh, with the website. I'm really not sure what I'm doing in there, and I'd like it to grow a little further. If you're interested, please email me. I put the email address in the comment section. Uh, it's the truth must be told ninety three at gmail dot com for those of you on Facebook and or listening here on the uh, broadcast. And okay, and don't forget to like and share. That's the third thing. Don't forget to like and share the uh, podcast. It would be really great if you guys. Um, um, if you guys can help out with that, it'd be really, really wonderfully appreciated. Okay, enough for that. By the lion, we will explore the land of Narnia. Now, some kids who played games about Narnia got gradually bombier and bombier. 
That's a quotation from Eustace Clarence Scrub in the uh, book, <laughs> The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, which is my favorite book out of all of them. Though I do enjoy every single one of them. The Voyage of the Dawn Treader is definitely my favorite. And I love the way it opens. <clears throat> there was once a boy named Eustace Clarence Scrub, and he almost deserved it. And we're going to be talking about some of the books in a little bit. And um, I have a book I will be reading from. This is called A Guide Through Narnia. It's by Martha A. Sammons. And she is going to let me see if I can get a picture of that up there. A Guide Through Narnia by Martha A. Sammons. And uh, I'm just going to read a paragraph or two out of that a little later, but um, just to tell a little bit more about the background of of C.S. Lewis. Okay, so Lewis himself was a well-respected authority on medieval and Renaissance literature and on Milton. Uh, He has written key theological works such as Miracles and the Problem with Pain and Mere Christianity. Mere Christianity actually influenced uh, a couple of people. I think it was, uh, she mentioned in here, Chuck Colson. Uh, who got saved. He was the Watergate. The guy went through Watergate, and he got saved from reading this Mere Christianity book. It kind of turned him towards Christ, which was really cool. Um, his book, his books on Narnia, the Chronicles of Narnia, have been uh, finally made into movies. Well, at least three of them have. I don't know if there's any other plans to continue them. But to fu- suffice it to say for myself, eh. Now, they're okay. <laughs> but as usual with movies... They change things, they change some things and leave some things out of the original stories. And for someone like me and others like me who read the Chronicles at least once a year, it is a huge disappointment. Huge disappointment. So, um, but, uh, but I digress. All right, so a little bit of uh, C.S. Lewis. Now, uh, C.S. Lewis was, um, let me see here, let me grab my notations here. All right, where did I put all this? Oh, here we go. Okay, so let's talk about C.S. Lewis. I'm sorry. Uh, C.S. Lewis, Clive Staples Lewis, was born on November 39th, 1989, I believe. I think I I inverted that there, 89. And he died on November 22nd of 1963. Now, if that date sounds familiar to you, it is the same day that J.F. Kennedy was assassinated. So that's, uh, you know, it was obviously his death didn't get press, even though at the time he was a well-noted, well-noted author <clears throat> with some of his books and things that he's done. So, all right, so just going to read a little bit out of this book, and then we're going to, this book, and then we're going to go on to discuss a few of the stories here. All right, so it's interesting that, you know, again, this is from uh, A Guide Through Narnia, a complete index of names, places, Plus maps and, chrono- and a chronology by Martha C. Sammons, S A M M O N S, and it's a very very good book. It's very very informative. She kind of breaks everything down, summarizes everything, gives you uh, definitions of uh, people, who the people are, the gentle giants, Ginger the cat, uh, you know, different things in here, um, and and uh, tells you what books they're from. Uh, so we're gonna we're just gonna go into this a little bit here. So it's interesting that that Lewis's creativity started to flourish in earnest after his conversion. One important influence was undoubtedly that of a group of his friends: his brother Warren, J.R.R. R. Tolkien, Owen Barfield, 
Hugo Dyson, and others who gathered regularly to read their manuscripts aloud to each other, then criticized their debate. But how did Lewis come to write his Narnia books? Well, they simply were written. Were they simply written for his goddaughter, Lucille Bar- Barfield, as he suggests in the dedication letter at the beginning of the line, "Witch in a Wardrobe." I wrote this story for you, but when I began it, I had not realized that girls grow quickly, quicker than books. As a result, you are already too old for fairy tales, and by the time it is printed and bound, you will be older still. But someday you will be old enough to start reading fairy tales again. Or was it his purpose to entertain children, perhaps in the process of teaching them subtle truths about Christianity and Christian values? To begin with, Lewis had only one book in mind, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And he says he had no notion of writing others. A hazy sequel only came in mind after his after the, the idea for this book was conceived. Lewis says he's, uh, he's not positive what made him... Uh, um, in a particular year of his life, feel that only fairy tale, but fairy tales addressed to children, what exactly what is what exactly I might write, I must write, or I will burst. Still, even after he had begun, uh, Lewis was unsure of where the book was really going, and he turned to writing some of his theological books. The Lion sat thus for ten years uncompleted. Then, from somewhere, suddenly Aslan came bounding into it. I think I had been having a good many dreams about lions at the time. Apart from that, I don't know where the lion came from or why he came. But once he was in there, he pulled the whole story together, and soon he pulled the six other Narnian stories in after him. Lion, a witch, and a wardrobe. Uh, there was the, when I first uh, heard of it and people recommended me to read the books, if you have not read them, I would suggest that you do. They are well worth the read. Now, the controversy out there, and I don't know um, how much of a controversy it'll be in for you, but in the in the order of their writing, in the order of their writing, he wrote the Lion and the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe first. Okay, then um, the others followed suit. So, but when we see this out today. When we see the books produced today, they're producing them, even if you buy a set of them, they're producing them in chronological order from the way the, uh, from the, way the stories run, the chronological story of it. Now, that's all well and good, and I, I do enjoy that, but I, I'm kind of a traditionalist, so I like to read the, the way they, they go through first. So you have The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Then you have Prince Caspian, and then you have the, uh, the, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Those are the first three in the series. So it's, uh, in, in case you're not familiar with the story, and there's no spoilers here, so let me just, in case you're not familiar, you haven't seen the movies or, or whatever. But if you like movies, like if you like shows, uh, 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 stories like <clears throat> The Hobbit or the, the, um, the Lord of the Rings, things like that, uh, you can definitely you would definitely enjoy these. The line of which in wardrobe opens up with story of four children, the Pembences and the Pembence children are sent to a, uh, an old professor Diggory's house, uh, professor Ketterly, excuse me, uh, out in the country because of the bombings that were taking place in, in London at the time. So while there, they find a magical wardrobe and they pass through that into the land of Narnia. And no matter how much time they spend in Narnia, when they return to our own world, no time is, is left. You, you leave, you return 
to uh, Earth or to our world at the same time that you left it. And uh, it's a really interesting story. And the first one, I really believe, you know, he wanted to, Lewis wanted to definitely show a parallel of Christianity. Um, it's uh, funny that he uses a lion. Uh, Jesus is known as the lion of the tribe of Judah. And uh, the lion here uh, is the, is the, um, is the uh, son of the emperor oversee. Uh, there is a distinct order of, um, of um, there's an order of, 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 um, of um, power. So you have the emperor oversee, Aslan, his son, you know, there's Peter, then there's Peter the High King. And so the story, the story goes of how these four children come into Narnia. Edmund, who was a real beast, and he, uh, you know, he wound up uh, portray, betraying them to the, uh, the antagonist, which is the witch, which is Lewis's uh, conversation of Satan, uh, uh, and he uh, is personified of Satan, who has held Narnia in bondage for over a hundred years, and uh, and Aslan sacrifices himself for Edmund, who she desired his blood because he is a traitor. So he sacrifices himself for Edmund, and comes back from the dead, and he uh, and of course they reign victory over over everything. It's it's really really cool, great story. In fact, I love it. I, the, for me, the most, the most in the line of witch in the wardrobe. One of my favorite parts is after the girls. The girls actually witness the execution. They witness uh, Aslan getting getting uh, killed, and as they witness this, you know they're they're all sad, and they 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 go up after everybody's left, and they uh, try to untie him, but the 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 the, the, the bad guys just t- you know tightened the ropes so much that they couldn't untie him. The little mice came up and they chewed the ropes free, and they tried to comfort him. And as he was uh, sacrificed on the stone table, and so the uh, girls are sitting around all night. They don't know what to do, and they go. You know, they're walking around. All of a sudden, they hear this big crack, this big break and stuff. And the they go back, and and Aslan's gone, and the table is cracked. You know, it's it broken down and it broken in half. And, uh, and they, Lucy says, well, what is this? Is this magic? Is this more magic? And Aslan speaks up and says, yes, it is more magic. And, you know, just the that scene is just, here is Aslan now, risen from the dead. That just gives me goosebumps all over. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it that, you know, now he's risen from the dead and, and you know, and, and they are just in awe as to what happened. And, you know, in... in <clears throat> and you know he says he says well how was it how did this happen he says the witch knows the dark magic the deep magic but there's magic deeper still that you didn't know that when a when an innocent person who's committed no treachery dies in a traitor's stead death works begins to work backwards and I thought that was just so cool what a great thing and of course Aslan comes and helps his army, and they destroy the witch, and they establish the four children 
as Kings and Queens of Narnia. Great, great story. I don't, I don't want to tell you a lot about it, but it's just it, that particular part just really, really sinks into me. I really love that tremendously. Um, and if you guys got any comments, throw them here in the uh, in the uh, section here. If you have any comments, you know how often do you read the Chronicles? Have you read the Chronicles of Narnia? Uh, if you're just familiar with the the movies, you know. But I suggest you 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 read the books. Um, the next book in the series, I believe, is Prince uh, Prince <laughs> Prince Caspian. Uh, this time, only uh, only uh, Lucy and Edmund. Uh, no, no, the four children are brought back again. Excuse me, the four children are brought back again, and they are there to um, to help Prince Caspian uh, reign his uh, become uh, set him as king, and then there's then there's the um, there's the uh, after that comes the my favorite book, which is the Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I've always had a, a, a desire that if I ever had a van or um, a uh, you know an RV, if I ever get a big RV, you know like one of those Class A motorhome type of things, I am gonna have it painted to say the Dawn Treader. That's how into these shows I am. I just absolutely love them. <clears throat> but we have the we have the uh, we have the uh, 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 the Dawn Treader. Now in this one, it introduces the uh, the cousin of the Pemvises, which is uh, Eustace Clarence Scrub, and, and he was named that, and he almost deserved it. Uh, that's how the book opens. There was a boy named Eustace Clarence Scrub, and he almost deserved it. So we have. <laughs> It's just a tremendous, tremendous uh, story, uh, you know. They, the, uh, the Lucy, but now Lucy and Edmund are the only two allowed to go back. The other two, Peter and Susan, are too old; they cannot go back to Narnia. And they're given an adventure on the ship, the Dawn Treader, uh, which takes them to the end of the world. And now we get to meet, um, we get to meet some really interesting characters in that. Which was really, it's <laughs> really good, <clears throat> but the um, uh, oh, in the second book we read we we meet Reaper Cheap, and Reaper Cheap is a mouse who uh, mice were not talking mice until they actually freed Aslan from the um, from the ropes that bound him when he was uh, killed, and in kindness Aslan gave them the the ability to speak. And uh, oh yeah, if in case you didn't know, I didn't mention it. The animals can speak in in Narnia, so you have talking, you have talking talking animals. There's everything, and there's dwarfs, centaurs. There's all kinds of things. There's a lot of mythology into these things, which tends to tick a lot of people off. I happened to just was looking uh, just for some information today online, and there's one website that says we shouldn't Christians should not be reading the Chronicles of Narnia. Because uh, Lewis was into uh, spiritualism and he was into this and into that. You know what? Let me say this. Again, as I've always said this, don't don't criticize. You know, don't criticize who's out there, whatever. You know what I'm saying? You read the book. How many of those people, I would like to read, the, to, to talk to this guy who wrote that and see if he's ever watched, you know, Star Trek or he's ever watched... Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Name one. Name name something out there, a horror movie or something like that. 
you know, there's a lot of hypocritical things out there, and, and nobody's perfect, all right? And certainly C.S. Lewis was not perfect. He's a great author, but he wasn't perfect. And a lot of people do have, and one of my friends did tell me one time she's just concerned about reading the books to them because they, you know, they, they talk about smoking pipes and drinking alcohol. Well, in those days in Christianity, in those early years there, around the 1800s, and it was okay to smoke. It wasn't a big deal, okay? Um, oh, I forgot who it was. There was some great—I'll think of it as I go along. But there was a, a great evangelist—not evangelist, but yeah, a great preacher who um, smoked cigars. He smoked, he smoked cigars, and, he, and some of his uh, congregants, uh, the deacons, said, you know, hey, we're really concerned about you smoking cigars. Don't you think you're addicted to them? He says, no. He says, I'll give them up when I start smoking them two at a time. There's nothing, there's nothing in the Scripture about that. Nor is there anything in the Scripture about um, being able to drink an alcoholic beverage. You can, but you're not just not supposed to get drunk. And it's not in your place if you're a leader. You shouldn't be drinking. So, But that's, you know, we'll get into that debate another day. As All I'm saying is, is that it's not, if you teach your children correctly, you should be able to read them these stories without getting all, <clears throat> all uppity up about it. Just really, really good stuff. So as they uh, go into the uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader, it's uh, Edmund and Lucy now, and it's Eustace who goes and uh, they, they have their adventure adventure in the, uh, in the Narnian world. It's not in Narnia itself. It takes place on several different islands, and uh, it's some really cool stuff happens, and Eustace becomes a changed lad and is uh, just such a great... It's it's just such a great thing, and then um, and then uh, the silver chair I believe is an it's either the silver chair or a horse and his boy. It's one of those two, but the other stories remaining are the silver chair, where um, the silver chair is where Eustace gets to go back with another girl named Jill. There is the um, the horse and his boy, and it's a story that takes place while the four children are still in. Um, as their king and queen of Narnia during their reign. Um, so what I say? So the silver chair, uh, the last battle, which is the final battle. So, so you've got the uh, those three. Prince, what am I missing? I'm missing somebody here. Who am I missing? There's something I am missing. Who am I missing? I wish I had my big book here so I can lay them all out. Oh. Okay, yeah, the Lion, the Witch, and the Oh, yeah, how can I forget? The Magician's Nephew. Now, that's another story that actually they use now as the first story because it explains things on how, how Narnia was created, who Aslan is, you know, how he created Narnia. Okay, uh, but the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, then you had the, uh, the um, Prince Caspian, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, I believe the silver chair was next, and then you have the horse and his boy, the horse and his boy, the uh, magician's nephew, and the silver chair. Uh, excuse me, and the last battle, which are all part of the Narnian experience, the Narnian world, and the last battle is significant to that of the Book of Revelation. So you've got some really interesting parallels. So it's it's a book of parallels with Christianity. 
It doesn't shove Christianity down your throat. So if you're a non-believer, you certainly can read these without getting your you know your self up in a tussle. But there's um, it's some really really good information, some uh, information, some good stories, and we're going to get back to a few things from those stories momentarily. I'm going to take a quick break here. I'll be right back. Ah, yes, and it's good to do that while I am having a drink so you guys don't see me slurp over there. Okay, so um, if you see the warning that I have now on my page here, on my my home page, it says, uh, um, I promote biblical truth. If you want something sugar-coated, get some donuts. (laughs) So if you want something sugar-coated, get some donuts. All right. So uh, before we go on, though, I do want to remind you all, and I've been putting this out there as much as I can because I really want people to, um, I really want the people to, um, to participate in this because, like I said, this is your show. Now, coming in probably, I would say, end of August or sometime in September, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll even put it off till the beginning of October, but I, I, I'm giving you guys some time. Probably be August, September, somewhere in there, because right then we're coming into the fall and we're coming into the, the time of Halloween and stuff like that. So not that I... I'm going to have a great show on Halloween, by the way. It's going to knock your socks off. So show up for the Halloween show whenever that, whenever, whenever that boils down to, whenever we get close to Halloween. I don't know. The last time I was going to do the show on Halloween... But we had a power outage for four days. It was like the devil said, no, you're not going to do that. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Let me just get a thing here. So the 31st Halloween will be on a Sunday night. Yeah, so it'll be the Saturday show before that. So it'll be Saturday the 30th that I will do the Halloween show. All right, so getting back. Uh, but let me ask you a question. I've been asking this for uh, a few weeks now. You know, have you had an experience with the supernatural? Uh, this is not trying to put you on the spot, and I'm not joking about this. There are so many people out there that have had some kind of experience with the supernatural, uh, good or bad, all right? Now, I'm talking about, uh, you know, have you had an, an instance with the paranormal? Have you seen something that, you know, shouldn't be there, uh, which could be, caused by other different things, but no, I'm only, t- it's only kidding. The, uh, I'm looking for stories about supernatural. Have you seen a UFO? Have you seen Bigfoot? Have you had an experience with Bigfoot? Have you, um, have you had an experience with a ghost? Have you, you know, anything, anything along those lines? Have you seen a UFO? I'm interested in these stories and I want to share them. I've collected about three so far. So it would be nice to get more here because I'd like to do a whole show on it. Uh, when you write to me at the truth must be told 93 at gmail.com, I can promise you this. One, you will not be spammed. I am here by myself. I hardly have time to get these shows out. <coughs> so, excuse me. So it would be really well if you guys can, uh, you know, knock in there and enjoy it with me. I really would appreciate it. Uh, 
uh, I, I don't have time to spam anybody, all right? And you, all your stories will be remain anonymous. You will, I won't mock you, all right? You'll be totally safe, okay? I'm revisiting the paranormal on the podcast because there is so much interest in the subject. And right now, I believe we're in the end times. So we're seeing a lot of increase in UFO sightings. And we're seeing a lot of increase in, 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 in uh, earthquakes and, and these type of things are starting to really accelerate to the point where that we, we, we we're close to Jesus returning. The rapture is very, very close. But I'm, I'm interested in getting things out there. So if you've seen a ghost, you've seen a UFO, you've had experience with Bigfoot or some other cryptid, Loch Ness Monster, I don't care what it is, you'll stay anonymous, write the story to me at The Truth Must Be Told, 93 at gmail.com. I put it up in the link here, and it's, it's uh, you, know, you could write, or you can go to the truthmustbetold.org. There's a link there as well. So you can uh, write to me the story, just put in the subject line, you know, UFO sighting, paranormal sighting, whatever it is, you, so I can I could at least pick it out from the mail, and I will definitely write it out. I've got three stories so far, looking for more, all right? Also, um, also, if you've seen, you know, if you've seen any angelic, if you've had an angelic visitation, all right, I've had one, I'm going to be sharing one, okay? I've had an angelic visitation, and, uh, and it's, uh, you know, it, you may have you've had that, or you've had something that's unexplainable that only God may have intervened. Again, the truth must be told, 93, at gmail.com. Love to hear your stories, hope to hear your stories soon, okay? So get them in there. <clears throat> if you'll excuse me while I pop a, a throat drop in here. So unfortunately, one of the side effects of the meds is making me <clears throat> not so not so good. All right, and then the weather out there, it's... I had to go out and cut the grass the other day, and it seems whether I cover my my face with a mask or not, the, the, the grass and the pollen and everything still get to me for doing it, so... And so it goes. All right. So back to the, uh, back to Narnia. Back to Narnia. Uh, I had an interesting experience one time. I was so into these books and such a, such a thing about animals talking. And I don't know about you, but I've always loved to, to know, uh, love to, to, to be able to speak to animals. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's a kid's dream or you may think I'm stupid or funny. But I always thought it was a great thing, you know. Oh, these animals can talk, and you know, and they know Aslan and and stuff like this. And there was one time when I was living in Rhode Island, we had a tree in the backyard, and one of the lower branches came all the way down, and I saw a squirrel up in the tree. And I don't know about you guys, I always go and talk to squirrels. You know, I just go say hi, and especially more so since what happened on this particular day. I said the squirrel was looking at me, and I was looking at him, and it was really odd, very peculiar. And I said, hey, do you know Aslan? This thing shot down the branch. I mean, literally, he ran down to the branch, got about three feet from me, and was barking at me like, now, I don't know whether he was mad at me or whether he was happy. He was telling me about his stories of of Aslan. I don't know. (laughs) But I thought that was funny. It could have been a coincidental thing, which I'm sure it was, but I do... Love these stories, and uh, the the fact that the animals could speak, and the kings and the queens were to rule over Narnia and take care of the animals. Now, 
Now, there are those who, uh, again, which are, are totally negative about Christians being involved with the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <clears throat> to that I say nonsense, for Pete's sake. Again, I'm just going to repeat myself on that. I don't like to, but i got to say it again. You know, come on. You know, you're banning that, but you'll listen to other stuff. You know, it's, you're... You know, maybe you'll maybe you're listening to some uh, hyper faith preacher who tells you that glitter falls out of the ceiling, and you tend to believe that. It's easier for me to believe in a land like Narnia than it is for me to believe that gold glitter comes flying out of the ceiling because it's God's blessing. So uh, let's you know let's use a little common sense, can we, people? But yeah, Narnia is, is the, the stories of Narnia is great, great stories. Uh, they they definitely. The characters that are involved in this, other than the children, the humans that are, um, you know, that are there. But you, you see, there are all kinds of, of different characters here. And what I am thinking of doing, now, I know this is not new. This is definitely not new. There are literally lots of people out there that are narrating the story the stories of Narnia online, and I'm thinking about doing that too. So if you'd be interested in me narrating the uh, Chronicles of Narnia, please let me know. I, I probably will do, if I start it, I will do it in the order of the way the books were written, not the chronological order of the Narnian timeline. But if you think that I should do it, hey, you know, let me know. Drop me a drop me a note. Let me know, because I really would like to do that. And uh, gives me a chance because I do voice acting. It'd give me a great opportunity to uh, to do some of my voices. It'd be really nice. And uh, because there's a lot of different characters here, I'd love to do. You know, and it's, it's really great. Now. <clears throat> There have been several episodes of the Chronicles that have been out in movies. There, there are, there are recent uh, movies that have been out, uh, but prior to that, there's a PBS uh, episodes where they took the Chronicles and they did them. The only problem I have with it that Aslan sounds, yes, children, yes, I, yes, it is more magic. That doesn't sound like a booming lion's voice to me. I don't know who they got to do it, but it was just so, eh. And then a cartoon came out, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and that, whoever did Aslan's voice, and that was spectacular. Yes, it's more magic. You know, just that booming voice that you would think of a lion, you know, a deep rumble, you know, as a, you know, as a peace beaver. You know, that type of thing. Really deep, throaty voice. And that one on, uh, the one that they did on PBS, everything was, was well done considered. They used, they used puppets and they used, uh, um, they used um, short people for the, uh, you know, for some of the characters and uh, dwarfs and whatnot. And you can look it up if you want. They're, the stories are pretty good and they stick pretty close to the book. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, everybody has their interpretation, but I would love to be able to read those. And I'm thinking about doing that. So tell me what you think. Drop a comment in there. 
send me an email, say, yes, I'll do it, do it, you know, and don't forget to like and share. Uh, I don't know if I'll set up another page for uh, my book reading, but definitely uh, Chronicles of Narnia is great. I used to love reading those to my children, and I will probably do so again. Now, uh, also, C.S. Lewis, if you're not into um, fairy tale type of things, C.S. Lewis actually has, he also did a science fiction trilogy. And I'm beginning to listen to that right now. Uh, I'm listening to it on the on the book, on the uh, audio, because I can't, uh, I don't know what happened to my copies. I don't know if my ex-wife threw them out or what, or I threw them out or <clears throat> they got sold at a yard sale or what, I don't know. But he's got a science fiction tr- trilogy called Out of the Silent, it's Out of the Silent Planet, Paralandra, and That Hideous Strength. So those are three... I don't know, there's, there's really no name for the trilogy. It's just a science fiction trilogy. Out of the Silent Planet, Paralenda, and uh, the hide- That Hideous Strength. So I'm looking forward to, uh, I read those years ago, or started reading them years ago, and I never finished with them. But thankfully, from uh, there's audio books out there I can see on YouTube and listen to them for free. So, so we're going we're gonna to explore that as well, and I'm looking forward to that. It's kind of fun to listen to, especially when you're going to sleep. I like listening to something when I'm going to sleep, so sometimes I'll put that on. And I'll listen to the stories, particularly the, uh, the, you know, the Chronicles, because during those, those times, you know, you've got, I'm, I know what they're missing. I don't want to miss something that, you know, but anyway. All right, uh, we got no comments. We got a couple of reactions there on Facebook. Okay, so I just want to encourage you people. You know, for those of you who are not Christians, I challenge you to go ahead and you know read these stories. <clears throat> they're not going to. They're not going to bite you. They're not going to come back and say, "Hey, you know, you repent or be, you know, repent, you know, whatever." It's not like that at all. They are a. Uh, they're like a foreshadow or a shadowing of Christianity, which is really cool. I kind of like it. If you like stories with, you know, witches and magic and things like that. So, uh, you know, and, and I know a lot of Christians, say, hey, you shouldn't be into magic and things like that. Well, you know, it's just a fairy tale, okay? Get over it. Get over yourself. But there's, um, you know, there's a lot of things out there that we need to be careful. Now, when we meet again, I'm probably going to cut this right here. I've been, uh, yeah, I've been about 40 minutes, so, so, so. Uh, and I do have to add in that addition to the audio portion, so my my listening audience on Anchor.fm and all the other places that this gets out to will be able to listen. But I think we had a, I thought we had a fun, fun time here looking at Narnia today, and I've got no reaction. I mean, I look at his crickets out there. Come on, guys. You know, get involved. It's just your show, too. So, uh, you know, if you want to talk about more about Narnia, we can get into the different books. And like I said, I am really interested in reading those books, narrating them for you. So if you want me to read you a fairy tale, let me know. I'd be glad to do it, especially with the Chronicles of Narnia. All right. So, um, but I, for the meantime, I just wanted to let you guys know. Uh, again, that um, 
we're running into some very perilous times here in this earth. And this world is uh, coming under so much attack. Our liberties and our freedoms here in America are being challenged almost on a daily basis. There are those who say, uh, you know, that, that evil is good and good is evil. Things are being reversed all over the place. This is, this is, read my, listen to my episodes on the days of Noah. We're definitely in the end times, and I no doubt that the rapture will come very soon. And yes, I am a pre-trib believer in the rapture. There's so much in here, and I, and I oh God, I love the Word of God. It's just so cool, and I just I love reading it. I've been reading about. I'm into Second Chronicles now, and I'm just reading again and just loving this. You know that uh, it was really interesting one that I, I wrote here and I, I read here. I thought let me let me share this with you. If I shut up the heavens, so that there is no rain. Or if I command the locust to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, and my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. We are in need of God to heal our land. And that's for sure. So I'll leave you with that point of scripture today. And again, don't forget to like and share the podcast with others. Don't forget to um, don't forget to send in your stories. If you have a supernatural story, a paranormal story, if you've seen a UFO, you've seen an angel, you've seen Bigfoot, you've seen anything like that, <clears throat> please uh, go ahead and uh, and uh, get it out there to me so I can share it in an upcoming podcast because we will be revisiting those again. And. I am just going to leave you with this now before I go. Uh, because I, I, you know, I, I love, I love the scripture. I love the word of God and I love what it can do and how it could change people. Now to him who is able, who is able to do immeasurably more than we all, than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work with us, to him be glory in the church and Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to The Truth Must Be Told. We will see you Saturday as I cover news stories, upcoming news stories, and, and whatnot. So take care. God bless you. We'll see you soon.